Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We are getting and moving right along into the new year. Uh, the weather here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area has been bone-chilling cold today. <laughs> couple of days ago, it was kind of nice, but today it was just cold all day. But, you know, I'm just glad. I'm glad that mm, I was able to kind of hang out a little bit. Yeah, a big shout out to everybody in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area and those in the great state of Missouri. Now, we're going to be focusing a little bit this year on the state of Missouri for a number of reasons, and I think that you'll kind of get the picture once we get started here on uh, sharing a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. And you know the drill. Here on Obstruction to Justice, we get a chance to talk about current events, uh, the current topics of the day. Uh, we get a chance to talk about politics and course, my favorite business. And you know, politics is kind of what's up for what's going on this year. This is a an election year that's coming in uh, that is uh, actually has already probably been going on because uh, there are people that in campaigns that have already been getting their donations together, campaigning, and yeah, that is uh, something that's going to be big this year. And we've shared a little bit about what to expect, mm -hmm. what to expect when it comes to voting. Uh, voting is, uh, of course, a super important thing to do. And when you are an American, you do have that, uh, the luxury of, of voting. Now, there's some been some big, huge controversies as far as whether or not elections were stolen. You know, there's all kinds of things, but you know, we, uh, who knows <laughs> as far as stolen elections right now, this is about the best that we have. And I would just encourage you to continue to participate. Yeah. Participate in the election, electoral, the election process, uh, do that because it's part of what we do and what we have as far as opportunity here in the United States of America and the states as well. We have uh, states that that do, you know, we, we vote during the states. And, you know, there is a history and, of course, uh, the month of the focus of African-American history <laughs> will be coming up here in the next month. But, you know, like I say, and I share during this time of year, I always say that African-American history is pretty much every day, seeing that I am an African-American woman. So we know and we remember a time when there were, um, you know, that African-Americans could not vote. Uh, women couldn't vote. And, of course, that's what the suffrage movement was about. So since we have an opportunity to vote and that people died for the right to vote and 
protested for the right to vote and did all of what they needed to do to overcome the obstruction to the justice of the right for all people to vote in this country, then we should take the opportunity to vote. That's what I I think, you know, and I do. It doesn't matter what election is going on, I'm going to vote. It could be uh, simple local elections, which are still important because they're important to your local communities, or they could be um, county elections, which of course is a bigger radius uh, of, of, uh, of community. And of course it could be uh, the state, which this year we have a Senate race coming up. And yes, we have been, we've interviewed the candidate this uh, candidate, and we are just super excited to share with you uh, what's going on with this candidate. We might as well just go ahead and jump right into it. So let me do that. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, and we're going to get into this uh, quick presentation. We may not stay the whole time today. It's We kind of came on a little late today, and uh, but better late than never, I tell you, because my days, I get super busy and I think, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and pre-record something or, you know, and then jump on. It does not work like that. <laughs> no. So my best bet is just to go ahead and uh, enjoy the, the time and participate in this uh, live stream. And you know the drill. So if you have uh, something that you want to share, go ahead and chime in and do that because, uh, you know, that's uh, what we can do here and we can talk about it. I think that that's one of the great opportunities that we have here in the United States of America is that there is freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. We can talk about what's happening. We can talk about how we how we feel about what's happening and, you know, share with with us the research. If there's something that uh, you've discovered about the topics that we're talking about, go ahead and share. And if you want to jump in and say, hey, I'd like to chat about this, uh, put that in the, the chat, too, and we'll get to it. So there are just opportunities to talk about what we can in order to make uh, this a better, better place, a better community and a better country for the next generation. Yeah. So Ross for U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Ross for U.S. Senate. We're going to talk about and give an update about what that campaign is doing. We're also going to do uh, uh, what uh, talk about what do political campaigns do with donations? Yeah. You know, you ever think about that? What do they do with the donations? Uh, and here, do are we aware that campaigns do accept donations? And with that, yeah, how how yeah, how important is it to donate to a campaign? Yeah. And of course, uh, there there's also uh, something going on here that is a historical uh, historical representation in the U.S. Senate. Historically speaking, 
there have been some mm, uneven numbers, <laughs> let's just say, under uh, numbers that where there are certain demographics in the United States that have been um, underrepresented compared to uh, what they could have been. So we're going to kind of share with you a little bit about that. And yeah, this is a, um, there, there've only been 11 African-American senators in the history of the U S Senate in the entire history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something to think about. So just to kind of get your little, uh, antennas up there to say, hey, you know, I want to chime in and chat. Get your fingers ready and everything to uh, feel free to subscribe and share the links. That does help. Yeah, that's a way to vote. Mm-hmm. Do you like what you're seeing? Do you like what you're hearing? Is it something that you'd like to share to, to uh, get others to participate? So that's kind of, that's just a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and I, I'm just so excited because we've had this company, this team on obstruction to justice before, and they are in support of uh, the candidate that we have been endorsing as well. And that is Dr. Gina Ross for U.S. Senate. And we are excited that uh, the campaign is going on and we're excited that this team, and this is a team, I don't know if you remember, you can go back in some of the broadcasts, Brother Kareem Jackson has been with us on Obstruction to Justice and he has shared his thoughts and, and feelings about what's going on and concerns and his research as well. But he is uh, a business owner and he, one of the entrepreneurial um, efforts that he does is that this is the Black Kansas City Magazine. Now, I don't know whether or not you have been following the Black Kansas City Magazine Uh, But there has been um, a a great opportunity for this this company, uh, Black Kansas City Magazine, to feature African-American companies, African-American businesses in this magazine. And this is a digital magazine. And you, uh, you, you can subscribe to it. Mm, that's kind of where business is going now, doing subscriptions. And it uh, also has a great directory where you can go to blackkansascitymag.com and do a search. And there you'll be able to see local businesses within the greater Kansas City, Missouri area communities and local businesses, African-American-owned businesses that um, are featured here. So you'll be able to check them out. You'll be able to know what, what's going on with them, where they are, so that, of course, you can support that African-American-owned, that Black business. We believe in supporting Black businesses as well. So here, I, I don't know if you if you spotted it, but here it is, the endorsement that BlackKansasCityMag.com gave Dr. 
Gina Ross, the endorsement for Dr. Gina Ross for U.S. Senate for the state of Missouri. And I'm going to go ahead and click on it. So you just go to blackkansascitymag.com and you'll see the, the endorsement image there. You can just click on it and it'll take you to uh, a page here and you can just uh, kind of see what this advertising, this pop-up here. It's, um, you just X out of that, but you'll see the endorsement. Mm-hmm. The endorsement for Dr. Gina Ross for U.S. Senate. And this endorsement was uh, sent over and published on January 4th. And this is what it is. This is what it looks like. So this is super. It's of course, uh, it's an image of Dr. Gina Ross and it says the endorsement of U.S. Missouri's U.S. Senate, Missouri, uh, 2022 vote Dr. Gina Ross mm-hmm. endorsement. And it says um, travel, lifestyle, investments, entrepreneurship, and leisure, the Black Kansas City Magazine, formerly the award-winning Minority Success Magazine. So it does encourage you again to vote. Yeah, so you will see that. And there's a great article article here that uh, does feature the the announcement where Dr. Ross uh, did file for the U.S. Senate, and it does mention that she's ran for public office before. And uh, we are aware of that. She shared that. And she actually won the, uh, the election before the main general election. So she won the primary election. And with that, uh, then she ran against the incumbent in um, for the actual general election, okay? Now, she didn't win that election, but she did win the uh, congressional seat. And here, this is a uh, news article, and it uh, explains Platte City resident files for U.S. Senate. And it is by uh, Dennis Sharkey wrote this, and it's just a, a blurb. But it's a, an interesting read. So BlackKansasCityMag.com featured that. And it did write up a really good write-up on the endorsement. And, it, of course, it shares what Dr. Gina, uh, how she feels. We talked about it last time. If you, lo- if you lost your focus, refocus by redefining your purpose. Yeah. And then she does state that, uh, in uh, my opinion, my, in my opinion, my opinion is that America needs to refocus. There are too many unnecessary distractions that are taking away from we, the people, that's in quotes, being represented 100%. Let's do better because we know better. And it does share how she runs on integrity, sustainability, and accountability. That's which she's uh, running on, paving the way for change. That's another campaign slogan. And uh, it gives the actual website. Uh, Actually, you can uh, go out there and email Dr. Gina at rossforussenate.com. But even better, 
you can actually go out to the website and that website is you uh, ross for ussenate.com so if you would click on that then it will take you to the website where you'll be able to yeah donate and we're going to share that again a little bit later there's a big blue donate button out there and we'll share that a little later too for you to uh, be aware that it, campaigns do cost they do cost money now she ran a very successful I know a little bit uh, she had shared when she was here on the broadcast. She ran a very successful grassroots campaign where, you know, if once you start looking for you know, when you're running for these political offices, doing anything, of course, takes resources. OK, money. OK, so doing that and she ran but didn't have the real big budget to even overcome and, and win that particular election. But she did, right? So it just proves that running a grassroots campaign, and this is something that she did, she ran, she wasn't well, but she ran, she did the uh, social media, which is a big, big difference and big turn from the old school way of how campaigns are were ran. So she did that and, and really, and it, it hasn't changed. The, the formula hasn't changed because we are now in an era of social media and grassroots. You know, you don't really have to have a lot of money to to be on tv anymore now you have the big news shows or whatever and you know it really just takes maybe the invitation to get on some of those big news shows but you know when you run a campaign and, and you click hmm, and share those links that right there is a way to notify and let people know that this is what's going on and this candidate is a great candidate and really to at least do some research, right? Do some research and, and uh, if you think your candidate is great, I, I say share, share the information so that others can uh, do their research and say, hey, you know, this is a, a great candidate. What do you think? And of course, I kind of know there's going to be opportunities where she's going to be very vocal and you'll get a chance to ask questions. There's going to be open forums. Um, there's going to be opportunities for you to be able to share and ask questions and to get to know this candidate to the point to where you will say, oh yeah, this is, this is the lady. This is the woman that is going to bring change and is going to help Missouri grow into the next, uh, the next wave of what needs to happen. Yeah. So you can go out there and check her out at uh, rossforussenate.com and go check out that endorsement at blackkansascitymag.com. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do that. Now, what do political campaigns do with donations? Yeah, you kind of wonder. And I, I don't think that people are aware that it does take money. You know, you hear about it and you hear these big, huge dollar amounts, too. 
don't we? We hear these big, huge dollar amounts. And maybe it that's because, you know, maybe that's the reason why we don't really do very many. We don't support the different candidates in, in that way, financially speaking. Uh, you know, we hear all of the uh, millions of dollars and it's uh, overwhelming and it's, oh, well, you know, they have the millions of dollars, but in my day-to-day routine and grind of, of living, I don't have the resources or whatever. Maybe we think that, but, you know, sometimes it's a good idea to think about uh, voting with your dollars. You know, we've talked about how, uh you can support black businesses and you vote with uh, going and doing business with African-American owned black business, you know, so that you can, they can stay in business, but then that's a way to vote. You're saying, okay, I support this business. And then of course you're telling your friends about it and your family members, Hey, you know, this is a great place. Uh, you know, got, I have great customer service or whatever. I receive great customer service. They have great products. So, you know, that's a way to share. Well, when you're dealing with politics, it's no different. It's no different. We don't get these people in by chance. People aren't just voted in all of a sudden by chance or they don't run. They don't run for these particular seats. They don't run in these campaigns. They don't become candidates just by chance. It's not like they wake up in the morning and and someone is just all of a sudden there's a name that appears on uh, the campaign trail or the ballot box. That's not how it happens. You know, they run, they think about it, they run, but then they have to tell people that this is what's going on. And part of the campaign political, uh, the donations for that are given, that's used for the advertisement. You'd be surprised uh, just to get the word out. Now, advertising budget, we did talk about how social media can really cut that budget down. And it does, right? But there's still some other things that need to go on and that are just just good, just good for the campaign because we're looking at the state of Missouri. Hmm. The state of Missouri has millions of people in it. So how in the world are we going to get the word out that this candidate, Dr. Gina Ross, here in who lives in Platte City, in the state of Missouri, right? This is the Kansas City side. How are we going to get the word out to the rest of the state, whether they be in St. Louis area or the the Springfield, Missouri area? Uh, it takes resources to do that and to work across the state just to just to make it happen. So political political campaigns, uh, they do involve considerable expenditures. Now, I actually went out. These resources are out there. Information is out there. Now, what we do, we do some scrubbing. We scrub. We check to the and research the the stat. Right. We do our best to do that. And we just don't regurgitate. You know, some some people get on and it's like, okay, well, we're just going to say the same thing that this person said, that this person said, that this person, and on down the line. Well, you know, you want to make sure that what you're sharing is correct. Right. So 
it does take, uh, it involves considerable contributions or expenditures. You, you're looking at travel costs and, you know, candidate staff, political consulting, advertising we just talked about. Uh, campaign spending does depend on the region. And this is something that Wikipedia was sharing. And it's a little bit out there, not a whole lot. But for instance, the United States, you have the television advertising time. Now, it, it, it does cost. And the opportunity to get to that point yeah, it, there's there's some costs in that as well. So you, the money needs to be raised and you, to maintain uh, uh, the campaign. You know, it will diminish if you don't have resources. It's just like anything else. You know, it does take money. And there's some candidates, you'll hear that there's some candidates that will just, they'll put up some of their own money. These millionaires, and we've heard some of those in the past, they'll just put up some of their their own money and run. And that's cool. Um, but, you know, all, also too, you want to kind of know that these donations, when you do receive donations, people are wanting you to share their interests and they're voting to say, hey, this candidate has the same types of interests that I have, right? So, and that's important, but then you don't want to be bought, right? So the candidate has to kind of think about, well, yeah, I'm going to receive this donation here, but just know that these are, this is the platform that we're running on and these are the the points of interest that we're really focusing on. We believe these are important and kind of go there. Um, so anyway, you're talking about raising money. Contributions are important. So when you're thinking about your candidate coming up here, this uh, political time frame this year, 2022, which is an election year, when you think about it, think think about who you're wanting to represent you in uh, the state of Missouri, but they're going to the United States Senate. So they're going to sit in Washington, right? So who do you want to represent you in Washington? And we've got some really interesting people <laughs> that, have, that have gone to Washington and that are sitting there in Washington even now, right? All right. Let's look here. Now, uh, continuing on with what do political campaigns do with donations? I was just interested. I wanted to take a look at what uh, Senator, he's a current Senator here in the state of Missouri, and he was voted in in 2018. So that was the year when his term was to, uh, when he was voted in. Now, 2018, he ran his election in 2018. And his campaign fundraising, it was from 2015 to 2020. Now, this resource came from opensecrets.org. I got a little bit there, but I'm going to show you where prime, the primary, the primary financial information for any United States candidate, uh, United States candidate is, and that's at the fec.gov, the federal election commission.gov does monitor and the reporting for the donations and donations are given there for the candidate. Now I liked the opensecrets.org, uh, 
information here, and I just pulled just a tiny bit of it, but it just has a nice picture of Josh Hawley. Hmm? <laughs> just, you know, you can see him, and it tells a little bit, you know, armed forces, homeland security, and governmental affairs, judiciary, these are the committees, small business and entrepreneurship. So the, uh, the campaign raised now, this is a high number because when I did comp compare it to the Federal Election Commission, the FEC site, this was a little high. Okay. But it says that you raised $14,022,893. Okay. That's what was raised. And this was for the 2015 to 2020. Now, that's during that time frame, which was beyond even when he was actually, when he ran, which was 2028. But it also shows, too, the source of the funds. Now, there are all different types of uh, organizations and companies that do donate to candidates. And you ever wonder why, uh, you know, candidates are endorsed by this endorsements are super important, right? Because of course, this is, that's what they're saying, that they're, they're really supporting this candidate because they have the same types of values and they, they want to see those changes and they want to see that representation, the voice that speaks for them. They want to see that in that particular political position, right? So large, gave numbers on the large individual contributions that were given. Now it was like 8775529 okay? So large uh, individual contributors, they had small individual contributors, that was those that gave less than $200, okay? That's that category. And it, th those that gave less than $200, that was like $2,485,763. Okay. Then you had other, then you had political action committee contributions and they gave to Josh Hawley's campaign $1,211,241. Okay. But it shows that the percentage, most of the funds, the campaign funds that were raised for this uh, fundraising efforts was donate. The donors were large individual contri contributions, and that was at 62.58%. Mm -hmm. So that, that, those that can contribute big dollars did to Josh Hawley. You know, Josh Hawley is a Republican and of course he's a state of Missouri Senator. You get state of Missouri gets two senators to represent them in the United States Senate. Okay. Now the candidate self-financing, how much money did Josh Hawley give to his campaign? Uh, zero dollars. <laughs> zero dollars. Uh, hey, don't get me wrong. If someone else is going to foot the bill, okay. But, you know, I kind of, I don't know. What, what do you give, right? If you believe in what you're doing, I guess you're giving really your your whole self, right? Your your conversation and, you know, your intellect, your everything. So you're doing that. Uh, and that's kind of important to know, right? But really too, 
I don't know, grassroots is a little different because you're going to put up your money and you're going to do it and spend your resources and do what you can. And that's kind of showing a passion when you can put up some of your funds. That's a passion move to me. So anyway, that, that was where the numbers there, but, uh, again, this, he's got, um, he's going to run again, the election in 2024. So not this year, this is, uh, the year that Roy Blunt would have ran, but he's not going to run. He's, he's just going to move on. And that's giving, uh, the opportunity for other candidates to run, which of course, one of the candidates is Dr. Gina Ross. Now the 2024 election is he already has, Oh, he already has, uh, he already has donations set up contributions, total contributions. Now this is, coverage date that's January 1st 2019 to September 30th 2021 this is what he's reported to the Federal Election Commission of course which monitors the finances for campaigns committees and already Josh Hawley according to this report has 9 million ninety five thousand four hundred seventy seven dollars and seven cents already okay so just because he's not up for re-election per se he's not up for re-election uh right away you know he's not up for re-election until 2024 you're still in election mode right you're still in let's work with the campaign. We know we're going to need resources and they're still, you're still campaigning, even though you're not campaigning too aggressively campaigning to get to that point to where you're going to have an election within the year. Right. So just keep that in mind. And that kind of shed some light on, you know, I saw it. I'm like, wow, you know, we're not going to wait till the last minute to try to support our candidate. Uh, once they say they're going to run, our best bet is to get out there and let them know, let the whole state of Missouri know that our candidate is running for a particular position or if it's local election or whatnot, um, you know, get the word out and, and keep going with it. So that was an interesting point there. All right. Now, Let's go a little bit to, I want to kind of take a detour and just look at the history of the U.S. Senate a little bit. Now, this was an article on CNN.com, and it's by Faith Karimi, K-A-R-I-M-I. And this article was written in January 25th, 2021. That's when it was last updated. So around that time, I would think January, but it was updated. And it says that in the nearly 232 year history of the U.S. Senate, there have only been 11 black senators. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I just, 
11 black senators, and that's including Reconstruction, right? So Reconstruction in 18, the 1870s, 1870, 1871, because Reconstruction was like that long, uh, you know, as far as time frame, it was hardly no time. Uh, they quickly did away with uh, representation of African-Americans being part of the representation and uh, the political representation process, the government process. Hmm. So I just found that to be interesting. And, you know, there's this great picture that we see here that I found in reference to the article. And, of course, we see Barack Obama. Uh, you know, we see a few other people that we recognize um, as well. The um, So with that, uh, we just got to, the it says here that the people of color have historically had a tougher time getting elected to the Senate. And nearly uh, newly elected Raphael Warnock is only the 11th black U.S. senator since the Senate convened for the first time in 1789. Only two of those have been women. Okay. And the uh, departure, and with the departure of Kamala Harris, the number of black female U.S. senators is now at zero. So... Uh, voters in urban congressional districts tend to be more diverse and politically progressive, driving the higher number of minorities in the House. But that has had little effect on the number of black senators. Okay. So of the two, uh, only the two women, they, they haven't been, there hasn't been any female the number of black senators, uh, female black senators, it, it's been zero. Okay. So here we're getting a great opportunity to support a very capable, very capable uh, woman to participate and represent uh, in the United States Senate for the state of Missouri. So we're getting that opportunity to vote for her so that she can go do the job. All right. And be that uh, there's been the number of black female U S senators is now at zero. Only two of those have been women. All right. So we want to kind of get that going now, uh, black U S Senate candidates and especially black politically progressive Democratic candidates have found it difficult to get traction and win statewide elections due to the default political conservatism in white majority regions of the U.S. And this is, says Carlos Hill. He is the chair of African-American studies at the University of Oklahoma. And, you know, we just talked about, look, if you're running for the Missouri U.S. Senate, the state of Missouri, state of Missouri is big. Yeah. And so you had to get the word out that there's somebody out there doing this, the job that wants to do the job, that's capable of doing the job, qualified, and 
to do the job and you got to get the word out there. So um, I think what he's saying is that it's been difficult to do. And yeah, part of what the resources, the donations would do is that it would give the uh, candidate, the campaign, the opportunity to get that word out through advertising, through supporting local uh, local people there, volunteers, but even volunteers need resources to volunteer with, yeah, to get out there and make some things happen. So I just think that it's just been, uh, it's very interesting. And here is a great opportunity uh, that um, will give, give the United States, the Missouri Senate, uh, an opportunity to really kind of redeem themselves. <laughs> you know, I, we're still looking at their majority women in as far as demographics in the state of Missouri. So that's a plus. And we're looking at the concerns of people here. You know, African-Americans, we're, we do have the same concerns as European American women, as Asian American women, you know, we're women and there's still a, um, a, you know, just being able to, to know and having that, that conformity to know, Hey, there, there are certain issues that are native to women and, uh, the concerns of women. And I think she's really sharing that too. But of course, to speak for all Missourians as well, you know, because there are situations that are uh, important to all Missourians and she's up on those as well. So I just think that, that this is just a great opportunity to, to uh, support it and make these numbers a lot better, make them a lot better than you know, just what it's been. All right. Now, we've been talking about fundraising, right? And what I found is, and this is an article, uh, the, the Guardian, theguardian.com. Now, The Guardian is actually a UK um, online um, publishing newspaper, okay? But it's, what is it? You know, it's the U.S. part of it. They're writing about what's going on. So you, there's some interesting ideals and pretty right on, right? So it says that Black candidates for U.S. Senate smash fundraising records for 2022 midterms. Okay, so this is considered a, a midterm election coming up. And it's showing a picture of Val Demings and it says raised $8.5 million in three months for her race against Senator Marco Rubio. There are currently no black women in the Senate. Okay, and this photograph was uh, done by Bill Clark slash CQ Roll Call Incorporated Getty Images. All right, so there are currently no black women in the Senate, and she's wanting to make that difference. Okay, we talked about Josh Hawley. He already has like $9 million to get him jump-started. He's, he's already got $9 million for his 2024 election, and he still has a couple of years to go, right? 
Well, uh, Val Demings, it says that she raised the $8.5 million. She's raised that in just three months, which that's huge. Oh, wow. That's saying, hey, I we want this candidate in representing us. And, you know, she must be on point for something there, you know. But I also think that it's because you, you get the word out. You get the word out that this is a sharp, capable uh, ready to hit the ground running and make some things happen. Uh, interest with the interests of all um, of the the constituency that she's representing representing. Mm. And you know that says something. African American candidates running for the U.S. Senate smashed campaign fundraising records over the past three months, raising hopes of transforming a body that remains overwhelmingly white. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you want, you want, um, equal representation. You do. Now, if, if, since that's the case, you know, you, you have, um, so many Senate seats and there's, there's no, well, you can do the African-Americans, but let, let's, let's get some African-American females doing some things too. Uh, says here, there are only, there have only been 11 black senators since the chamber, first convened in 1789 and only two were women. Senator Kamala Harris assents to the vice presidency means there are currently no female members who are black. So she was before she was the vice president voting it voted in as the vice president. Okay. Well, we still need some representation there. And I think that that uh, will will take us to uh, to that level if we can get these give these uh, women the opportunity to speak and to uh, to lead in those positions. Now it says too in the most recent uh, federal election com- commission reporting period, it says that African Americans posted huge sums from donors, especially in the South. Okay, suggesting the potential to build a pipeline of black politicians who can excite the grassroots and reshape the government. Okay, well, you know, the, the I think of grassroots too, you know, as maybe not having the resources. And okay, so now they have them. And it sounds like it's been going on in the South. Uh, Midwest, uh, Missouri, come on, we can, we need to catch up. We need to catch up and uh, make some things happen there. Do some donating and supporting uh, the diverse candidates that is available, that are available. And especially, you know, the candidate that um, we're we're supporting here. And I would suggest uh, vote for Dr. Gina Ross. Yeah. So where is that donate button and what happens if I choose it, if I select it? Let's check that out. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stop sharing this. And I'm going to go out to and share the, uh, when you click on where, where you're donating. So when you click on that donate button at the doctor, at the www.rossforussenate.com when you click on that button 
it's going to take you to, it's going to take you to this page, secure.actblue.com slash donate slash doctor. Okay. Gina Ross for U.S. Senate. Okay. So this is where you go. Now it has a great picture of her here with, um, with, uh, I believe it's Biden. Huh? So it also gives, uh, information. It says, I stand for truth, justice, and economic empowerment. Let's move forward and build bridges and close gaps together for all American families. Will you lend your support and contribution to the causes as I am vain to be your next U.S. Senate Missouri representative? Thank you in advance. And you can go out here and there's uh, donated amounts uh, that designated. Give $5, $10, $25 and a place where you can just put whatever you'd like to donate. Okay. And, you know, you would think that $5 don't. Yeah, $5 makes a difference. So if you have, um, I mean, just the simple math of it, you know, if you have, uh, if you have, say, for instance, uh, I'll just do, let's do, let's do a great number, 400,000. So if you have 400,000 people and times $5, uh, right there you have, uh, shoot, a real good number. Hmm? You have the $2 million right there, just giving $5, right? So, and there are more than, it's more than 400,000 people in the state of Missouri. All right. So that's, uh, that's cool. And there's, it's actually a video. So if you want to go out there and, and check it out, I, let's see what, oh, it's, um, it's a, uh, paving the way for change. Okay. And she's got, uh, that's a great song. If you want to go out there and check it out, it's a fun song. Well, probably uh, play it coming up. We'll feature it and play it. Yeah. So that's the deal. Hmm? That's what's happening. That's what's happening. You want to participate. You want to get out there and make sure your vote counts. You want to have representation that has your interest in mind too. Not just one-sided the way it's always kind of been, right? And, you know, I think it's kind of a, it's a fun, but also, you know, proud thing to know that, hey, we got together, we did this grassroots level. Yeah, we told someone about the candidate and and what we appreciate about the candidate. And we shared that. And, you know, it's just in we told our family and friends about it and we participated, we donated, you know, however small you think your donation is, it's not too small. So you made a donation and and you participated in the democratic process that uh, the United States of America provides, you know, so the rural Republic, democratic Republic, and that's what we do. We vote. 
So here in the state of Missouri, another thing just to remind you that even if you are a uh, Republican, so say, for instance, you always vote Republican. Well, the state of Missouri doesn't uh, require that you vote the party that you registered with. So during voter registration, you can say, okay, well, I voted, I'm, I registered as a Republican. Well, maybe your Democrat, Democratic candidate is a better fit this time. They have more going on. They're the better candidate this election. Well, in the state of Missouri, during that uh, primary, you can vote for when you walk up to the table, they'll ask you, you want Democrat or Republican? And if your candidate that you prefer because they're the better candidate this season, this year, this voting season, then you can ask for that Democratic ballot and then go vote for the Democratic uh, representative that you would like to see in the general election. Right. So then whoever wins that primary goes to the general election. And then from there, that's where they go head to head with the Democratic and the Republican candidates. Right. So that's one great, great reason for living in the state of Missouri. (laughs) When it's time to vote, you can vote for the better candidate. You're not tied to having to vote a certain way because you registered. Yeah, there's going to be some voter registration drives going on. Young people, vote. Yeah, because you're you're young today and then you'll be older tomorrow and you want a better you want a better future for yourself and for yourselves and for your families to come as well. So this is the way to do it to make it happen and to educate and research what it is that that candidate is doing. Follow the candidate, you know. So she's out there on Facebook. Dr. Gina Ross is on Facebook. Uh, She's on LinkedIn. Yeah, she's on Twitter. Um, She's even on uh, TikTok. Yeah, so you can go out there and check her out as well. And, of course, on the website, her website, uh, you can definitely go out there to rossforussenate.com and learn more about her and also donate. Yeah, vote with your dollar. Hmm? Volunteer, sign up. Maybe you're, uh, you have some time or you're wanting to invest some time in, that, in your candidate, hmm? Dr. Gina Ross, go out there and sign up to volunteer. And I'm sure they'll get back with you to do just that, give you some options and opportunities to share with you about the needs, right? All right. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun. And, um, you know, I uh, just take care, take care, and we'll see you. I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice now.